Welcome to the Back Row Ravens Show, where we talk all things Baltimore Ravens. From player news, rumors, and even fantasy football expectations. And now, your hosts, Bob and Blake. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Back Row Ravens Show. I am Bob Miller, and I have Blake Ramey here with me. Ramey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, just enjoyed the bye week and a uh, not stressful week of football. Just able to watch and not worry about the, a win or a loss. And man, it was just a great week overall. How about you? That was okay. So you're talking you didn't have any stress at all. So no. how did you? How, you know, how did your fantasy teams do this weekend? If I literally, I promise, so I'm in six leagues, three money leagues, one in every single league. It was a great weekend. Like I'm telling you, it was awesome. Perfect weekend. No, I can't stay. I can't say the same, man. I got, uh, I got hammered in most oh. every league. And you, you know, when you have those, uh, you know, when you just you break out and you just score so many points, your players just blow up, and then you look and you take on a guy that blew up just a little bit more than you. <laughs> I had that this week. I was playing in a Superflex Dynasty League with the back row, the other guys at the back row network. And, uh, you know, I cracked 200 points, man. Uh, you know, I had, uh, I had guys blowing up. Man, I had Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson going for me, DeAndre Hopkins. I had dudes blowing up left and right. I rocked out 205 friggin' points, which is unheard of. No one else even eclipsed like 160 points, okay? But the guy I took on scored 220 what, did points. He have a lo- what, did he have a locket on his team? <laughs> no, he didn't. Really? He d- here, here's another. His team blew up so much that he, he even had Odell Beckham on his team who scored zero wow. points. I, had a t- I was a Tyler Lockett guy this week. That's why I was so fortunate, man. Oh. He he blew up, and I was a T. Higgins guy. I was a DJ Moore guy. It was just a great week. I love oh it. man, I got uh, you know I got hammered by uh, Devonte Adams. Adams kicked my butt in a few different leagues, man. So uh, yeah, I oh just, yeah, I was also Devonte <laughs> Adams guy in one of my leagues. Oh, I'm just glad it's behind me now. I'm it's you know it's a new week. Uh, you know mm-hmm. we we did a waiver wire show uh, last night over at DynastyProsFootball.com. Uh, you can always go check it out there if you guys are fantasy players out there. But uh, like I said, it's it, it, it's behind me now. Um, we're focusing uh, on man, something. Man, you got to What's that? I said, I mean, you got to put those losses behind you. I just lost a fantasy game by point six six three a, like a week ago. So yeah, yeah, gotta put them behind you. So, so I'm thinking, you know, uh, what what can we talk about this week? Do we are we playing anyone? Uh, you know of you know anybody any good we're playing this week has anything happened for the ravens in the last few days uh, i mean i i don't know i mean can, can, what do you think i just think we i don't know have we made any trades i don't know i i've heard a bit i've heard a bit <laughs> yeah yeah so let's get into it man because i'm super super stoked man i'm psyched the ravens have made some kick-ass moves we got the steelers coming up on sunday I, I, I'm beside myself, man. So I don't even know where the hell we get started, to be honest with you. I could not wait to do this episode. I've been super, super psyched all friggin' weekend. I couldn't wait to get a hold of you, get this damn thing going. So let's start off, man. Let's start off with a huge, huge news a few days ago with the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Dude, we traded a, t- a 2021 third and a conditional fifth for this guy. So, so in the last year... What is it that we we've we've gotten Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, and and Marcus Peters for a third and what two or three fifths? Mm-hmm. It's all it's all been fifths because I mean that third that we traded. I mean that's a I mean we can get it back through compensation. So I mean it was virtually just three fifths. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It really is, and and we'll probably get that third back because of um you know, most likely you and I have been saying it you know almost every show that. We don't expect to have Matthew Judon back, and I think this move uh, all but solidifies that. So, and we yeah. should get that. We should get a third uh, comp. Um, I know Jeff Zebrick and 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 some other Ravens uh, sources have kind of said that that is, you know, looking like what we're going to have. So, uh, you know, it looks like we've 
Yeah, yeah. We we've given up a fifth. I think it's one of those. I, like you said, I think it's this just solidified it all, especially with a guy that's that's twenty five, younger than him, and probably more productive than he ever has been. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe's best years are in front of him. And, oh, absolutely. And I think, like, we, we love Matthew Judon, and he he wrecks every play. He's involved in everything, but he just he just does, he, he just doesn't get to the quarterback just in time. You know, he's always there. He gets QB hits. He gets he gets racks those things up, but uh, we need sacks. We need to stop yeah. some of these teams. And I think it's one of those things where, I mean, I could go to sleep at night and lay my head on my pillow at night and be comfortable knowing that I, I re-signed Yannick Ngakwe to a long-term deal rather than Judon. Just because, I mean, Yannick, I mean, he's, he's a 12-sack guy, and that was his, in his second season. In his first season, he was an 8-sack guy, and like you said, his best years are ahead of him. He's only 25, and he's already played four seasons. Yeah, he's got five sacks right now. He's got, exactly, right. You know, he's got five sacks right right now, which is fantastic. He teams back up with Calais Campbell. We're the new Saxonville North, you could say. Right. Um, just so much about this. He's a Maryland guy. He's a Terrapin. He's a Terp. We love him. Uh, you and I have been all on this, and, and, and I think maybe we talked about it last week where I thought that, you know, Yannick Ngakwe might be a target because we've always been on him. It, you know, DaCosta's always been in on him, and that with the Vikings not really going anywhere, they might want to recoup some of that draft capital, and it's exactly what happened. Well, because I remembered hearing all the rumbles, and we, we always talked about this dating back to I mean, when we first started talking, but it just, I didn't really buy it. And I remember when he first got traded, I never, like when he got traded to Minnesota, I'm, everyone was hyping this up. There was the Philly rumors, the Cleveland rumors, the Baltimore rumors, and he got traded to Minnesota, and then everyone was just kind of like, like cool, like it didn't really do anything for anybody. When I mean, it like, it was a big deal, but Minnesota was probably the most anticlimactic place he could have landed, to be honest with you, and that played to be true. And I just didn't see him getting moved again so quickly. But mm-hmm. I mean, it happened, and honestly, like I'm very active on Twitter. I didn't see a single person disagree with the move, to be honest with you. No, and 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 the thing he's been so productive even this year is is Daniil Hunter has been out all season and now is going to miss the entire season. So Ngakwe's been he put up those five five sacks when he's getting double teamed. Um so man, I am just super, super excited to see what he's gonna do here. He's super stoked. He he even said, you know, in his interview that uh he he completely expected to be a Raven uh almost the whole time, even uh before he got traded to Minnesota. So uh, even though he he tend, he grew up a little bit of a Steelers fan, yeah, which we won't, we won't <laughs> hold that against him. But um, you know he's part of the family now. We're super happy to have him. And oh my gosh, this defense! Man, you know, oh god! If what can if, we say? If you're a defensive guy and you are one of those guys that were were looking for a pass rusher, man, you got your guy. That's all I'm gonna say. And one thing I love about him, he's a self-made guy. I mean, he doesn't, like you said, Daniel Hunter, he doesn't need him to be around to be successful. He, he creates his own opportunities, and he, he finishes off the sack, which that's one thing that we've always lacked in Baltimore, except for, like, maybe a Zadarius Smith. We don't always got, like, you have guys who will get to the quarterback, like a Terrell Suggs, but they always had trouble finishing the sack off. And, man, he, I'm telling you, he's going to be reckless out there. And I, I really, I'm just curious to see how he plays in his first game, especially against such a, what a tough game. What a tough first game. But if there's any guy that can step up to the plate, man, I think it's going to be him. Yeah, I mean, just think you've got <laughs> you've got Matthew Judon. You have Calais Campbell. You've got Yannick Ngakwe now coming at you. Uh, Tyus Bowser is no, uh, you know, no rollover. So uh, I, I am super, super excited. Man, I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this defense. Um, but we're going to have to come up with some money. I don't know where in the hell we're gonna get it, but we're gonna have to come. We're gonna have to come up with a little bit of coin for these uh, for these guys. Yeah, and I think that, like Ngakwe, like you had mentioned, he's a Maryland guy. But can, can you name a, a more perfect fit for him? Like th- this is perfect. He's from here. He's gonna step in with some familiar like familiar faces. Calais Campbell. I'm him and Judon had interaction months ago about him potentially coming to Baltimore. Man, it's perfect for him, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Did you see guy. that video? Did you see the video of Calais Campbell, like when he found yes, out? Yes. Yes. You know, he's doing like that interview and everything, and then somebody was like, "Hey, did you hear the hear hear the news?" And he's like, "No, what are you talking about?" 
says, man, uh, Yannick got traded here. And he goes, no. You know, and then he's like, man, I'm surprised he hasn't called me. And he pulls out his phone, and he's like, oh, okay, never mind, he did. <laughs> he, he texts me, tell, tell, talking about give me a call, you know, call me. So, and, and, yeah, yeah, it was pretty and cool. And I think the scariest part about it is our pass rush wasn't poor. I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, everyone felt we needed to make that one last move in the defense just to solidify it. But you don't just add, like, a – like, I remember I was talking about a Clay Matthews guy because I didn't think we could, we could potentially land, like, a – in Gagway. I just thought this was out of the question at this point, besides the, the clowny rumors and whatever the case may be there. But you added a premier pass rusher. Like, five sacks, two forced fumbles, that, I'm telling you, this he's going to come in, especially in Baltimore, because everyone looks better in Baltimore, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, there was a lot, you know, we, we talked about, at the, we brought up J.J. Watt last week, and um, we've talked about Clay Matthews, um, there's been some guys we were mentioning that could help out this, but Yannick was probably the absolute best case scenario because of his age, because of, of, of the future that, you know, in front of him, you know, people, you know, like, you know, some of these older guys, you know, their best years are behind them. And, um, you know, like we said, his best years are in front of him. So man, super, super stoked with this cannot wait to see them be able to kind of they don't they may not have to do these all-out blitzes especially when it comes to someone like Kansas City we can finally rush four finally absolutely and I completely like I said we DaCosta is extremely uh proactive he thinks outside the box and he's extremely aggressive and I'm telling you this move is all about Kansas City this is all about Kansas City. Oh, 100%. Um, I, I'd probably throw a little bit of Tennessee Titans in there as well. But this is rush four, let our secondary do their job. Um, so, I, man, this is – I cannot wait to see how this how this turns out. So, uh, you know, moving on, we also uh, officially signed Des Bryant today. I know that that news came out a few days back, but we officially signed him a few hours ago. You know, what, what do you expect there? What You know, does – what kind of impact do you think he brings to the Ravens? When do you think he's going to be ready to kind I mean, of join the big club? I, there were rumors that he, I mean, just it was just a lot of speculation just among the Ravens fans. But um, I, I don't think he'll, he'll probably see the field until I, I the the Colts maybe. But I, the one game I really want to match for is probably the Cowboys game. But and I think a lot of that a lot of people were overreacting to the the whole practice squad. I mean, being, being on the practice squad this year really isn't the same compared to other years. Like, you can activate two people from your practice squad on game day. So, I mean, if we really need him, we can have him whenever we want. But, I mean, this movement, I love it. Because, I mean, like I said, I'm, only an, only 18, uh, I'm an 18-year-old kid, but I can remember back in when Dez was about to get drafted, I remember the Ravens rumors. And he was one of my favorite just receivers watching growing up. And, man, I can't wait to see him throw those X's. I can't wait. You know, look, listen, we've got nothing to lose. You know, I, I was listening to Sirius XM radio earlier when I was driving home from work, you know, and I was listening to fantasy football talk, and, you know, they were talking about, hey, you know, people are sending in questions, should I pick Des Bryant up off the waiver wire? And, oh, and, my God. And, and, and these guys, one of, one of my favorite guys out there is Jeff Manns, and Jeff Manns about lost his shit. I mean, he, he st- started just raising – Raising hell, saying leave Des alone. The guy hasn't played in three friggin' years. Um, what do you think? You know, he was declining in Dallas, and now three years later, he's just going to come in and be, you know, productive again. But yeah. I can see every bit of that logic. But there again, this is this isn't low risk, high reward. This is no risk and high reward. You know, he's making twelve thousand a week on this practice squad. Like th- this is about as low risk as it gets. And he's super happy. He's super, super oh. happy to be in to, to, to be back in the league. He's you know he's got everything in the world to prove. He's been working out like crazy. He's been, you know, trying to, you know, stay in shape and he's been posting videos all every friggin' day of him running routes and and, and catching passes. This dude has been a hundred and ten percent committed to getting back in the league and I just want to see that chip on his shoulder just get bigger and bigger, right. and um, you know, and and we need that big body in this offense. You know, we need that guy that we can 
you know, throw the ball up, you know, the one-on-one situation, and, and, and he can come down with it. Now, I'm, like I said, you know, he's he's no spring chicken. He's 31, about to be 32, but, hell, you know, he's younger than A.J. Green, for crying out loud. So it's not like he's some ancient, you know, right. fossil by any means. I think injuries set him back. I mean, if he never had an Achilles injury, he's probably, like, not even on our team. He's probably on a football team, to be honest with you, because he probably yeah. would have stayed with the Saints. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, obviously, it's not 2015 Dez. It's 2020 Dez. And, I mean, this move doesn't really – I mean, if it's not Dez Bryant, it's really the name that's making you jump out of your chair. But, I mean, if it's – I mean, if it's another guy that's in a similar situation to him, you're really not jumping out of your chair. But how can you not love this move, man? Like, just as a football fan, he – because if we don't give him a shot, who's giving him a shot? Like, he's probably not going to be back in the league. And, like you said, like, this is no risk. If you can come in, relight some type of 2015 Dez and give us some plays, hey, man, this was a great move. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I don't think we need him to come out there and run these super crisp routes or, or uh, you know, double moves or anything. Listen, get, get, get the hell downfield. Catch the ball. And we're going to chuck it to you. And uh, you, make sure you catch it. And if somebody's in your face, make sure you catch it. And it's... I mean, I think a lot of Ravens fans have come to that point now where we've determined that Miles Boykin, at least as of now, isn't our guy. No. Nope. And he's not, like, just right now he's not our guy. Like, this this season, he just can't be. And Dez, I mean, him and Miles Boykin are pretty similar in how they play. Well, how they can play. Mm-hmm. Like, Miles Boykin, he can go up and get that ball if he really wants to. And I think Dez, and I think this is the great thing about him, he offers that coaching like like a player coach essentially and i think he can teach these young guys a lot of things about themselves that they didn't even know because he's been so successful and he's been there before yeah miles boykin is has has got all the tools in the world um you know he's a, a fantastic athlete he's big he's fast and he is a stud in practice but mm-hmm. It doesn't translate in in the you know in the games just like Brashad Perryman was, um, <laughs> kind of like Kyle Bowler was when when you know that dude looked so great in practice and he'd get out <laughs> there and gosh he'd it was just a one goof up after another, um, but yeah how can it's not like we can do any worse I mean we've got Miles Boykin out there that's you know screwing up routes and and and. You know, to the point that that Lamar's not confident in even throwing it in his direction. And that's the thing. And I think, I think Dez, he's played with Romo, he's played with Dak, and I think he can teach Lamar some things about himself that he didn't even know. And I think that's so great because I mean, he's gonna come in and he's gonna. I think Lamar throwing the ball to a, a vet guy because Lamar's never really thrown to a guy that has a lot of experience in this league. He just hasn't. I and, mean, and, Seth. You, you yeah, it. yeah, no, 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 yeah. It, it it's going to help develop Lamar because, you know, people are saying Lamar has regressed this year, but if you look at his numbers, you know, he's actually uh, playing better at this point. You know, through week six, week seven, um, than he did uh, in two thousand and nineteen when he, when he won the MVP. So, so you know, he's not regressed, but it's it's kind of hard to be a stud. When your number one wide receiver is five eight five nine, you know, right. um, you gotta have a guy. You gotta have that big body dude, and and we just don't have that right now. And and I've got some other ideas of some guys I wouldn't mind maybe looking at, uh, you know, because we can't guarantee that Dez is going to come in and 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 do it. I mean, listen, he could be a complete dud. He may not have much left, or he just may not be able to do much in the ball games, and we may end up cutting him. Um, that's the reality as well. So we've got to be able to kind of look around other places too, and 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 it kind of segues into the next question um, that I have, especially for you, is that are we done? I mean, is Baltimore done here? We've got until November third um, to make moves. There's essentially there's a lot of news going on out there and a lot of friggin' rumors, and it's just going to get. Oh, oh yeah, it's as, just gonna get as worse. We, as and we worse near and worse. exactly, as we near November third, it's only gonna get worse every day. But um, yeah, man, I, I I've been saying since last year that we needed a receiver, and my guys, really at this point, it's either that that I'll be happy with. I got I got a little list here. I got Marvin Jones, Michael Gallup, 
Mike Williams, and then Will Fuller. And I think that's where I'm – those four, that's, that's what I like. Yeah, and, and they're realistic. You know, right. listen, I, trust me, I'd love to have Julio. We're not getting well, Julio, people. We're just yeah. not. Like, yeah, I'd like to get Julio, and, and I would say that Atlanta would probably be willing, especially right now, to, to uh, consider moving him. But his cap number and our cap space just doesn't mix. Um, but it's, it's nice. Maybe that's a move we can make in Madden. But, uh, you oh, know, in, in some Madden football, but not in real life. we got to be a little bit more down-to-earth, more realistic. And, and you named a guy that, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording here, a guy that I think is most realistic for us is someone like a Mike Williams. And I loved him coming out of Clemson. I thought he was a hell of a wide receiver. I still do. A little bit, you know, he has a hard time staying on the field at times, but not nearly as much as, you know, doesn't have the – He's not like Will Fuller by any means, but right. Mike Williams is that guy that you know we are hoping Dez can be uh, or rekindle is a guy that I mean, you, like you said earlier, you know, before we even started this show, you think you think Mike Williams is the best kind of one-on-one jump up oh, and go 100%. get it percent. Like I, I, you don't really see anybody go up like him. Like it's crazy. He's just a freak on the ball, but. I think I really hope this isn't the front office's thinking. I'm hoping that they're not thinking that Des Bryant is just the the solution to our receiving core. I have more trust and faith in them than that. I love Des, man, but he's not going to take us to the next level. And I think we would be dumb. I think we're we're so close. And I think if you can make that one last move, you got to do it. Like you have to do it, especially for a Mike Williams. I, I think we got about two million left in cap. His cap hit this year is six million dollars. So he we might not bring him back next year because his, his cap hit next year is a $15 million cap hit, which is a pretty big number, unless we would work around that. But, man, like, I just feel like you have to. I, you have to, especially when our passing offense has been probably the most suspect on the team out of all um, the offense and defense. And everyone's just asking for more out of this pass attack. But, man, even a Michael Gallup, I, I, I've been a big Michael Gallup guy, and mm-hmm. – he, he was a Michael Gallup pick. is he he is a very very hot name right now. Right. And but here here's my thoughts on Michael Gallup. Okay. I think that Dallas can get a hell of a good package for him. Right. I think they can get some pretty nice draft compensation that I don't think DaCosta is willing to give up. Um you know he's not. They're not going to take a fifth rounder, okay, uh, for him. And I think other teams are going to be willing to give more. And that's the reason why I believe that. I, listen, I'd love to have Gallup, but I think he's out of the question because I think that Dallas is probably going to want more than what Baltimore would give, even though they did just trade. You know, you know, basically gave away Everson Griffin for a friggin' sixth. You know, so right. And then D- Dallas already has a lot of picks as it is. So, I mean, and I think this is one thing about Gallup that is different about other receivers. I mean, hell, he was a third-round pick, so he didn't get all the money in the world. I mean, his cap hit this year is not even a million dollars. So, at this point, they're looking for draft compensation for him because he's not taking on a huge contract. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, you said, and I, I think dealing with Jerry Jones, man, he, he's going to try to highball you, and I don't think DeCosta is that dumb to fall for that. Yeah. So I do think I mean Mike Williams, man. If I if I saw we traded for Mike Williams somehow, I would love it. And I think the thing about Mike Williams that I love so much, obviously he was a seventh overall pick, but he's twenty six. What you get is what you get, and he's probably not getting a whole lot better. But I, I mean he's better than Boykin, and he he's just, it's just another weapon for Lamar to play with. I like it. He's like a big move. bodied wide receiver, just like you said. He can go up and get the ball and one on one, even two on one. Um, and that's what I think we need is that type of guy that is someone else for Lamar to trust and just say the hell with it. I'm, I'm heaving this thing downfield because I believe Mike Williams will come down with it, and most of the time he does. So, like, that's probably my – I would love to see that move. Um, I will be super, super happy with that. But, golly, I mean, we've already made so many moves. I mean, shit, what do we do? Like, are we playing Madden football now where we're just right. putting together this? You know, I want to be realistic here and um, just, you know, every guy that's available out there, we can't just stick them in a Ravens uniform. I mean, it's it doesn't work that way. But, 
Here's another one. <laughs> oh, man. Zach Ertz. What the hell, man? Yeah, I, that I came mean, out of the woodworks, too. I, yeah, I mean, that, that, that hit a report that the Packers and Ravens made offers for him before he hit the IR. Um, I don't know if they can work this thing out, but there have been a couple of rumors going around that Zach Ertz to Baltimore is getting uh, closer to closer to happening. I don't know. I'm not buying into it too awful much because he is on the IR uh, with a you know that minor designation, which uh, I believe you can't trade that. You can't trade a player when they're under that designation. I don't know all the rules there. Um, but I promise you, just like you've said a million times, if, some, if, if these teams want to make something happen, by God, they'll make it happen. You know, Right. And – I mean, like, Zach Ertz really doesn't blow me away either. And honestly, he wasn't even a name that crossed my mind at all. So it does make me happy knowing that the front office is aware that they want to get Lamar more weapons. I mean, and they're showing that by going to get a guy like Zach Ertz. Because, I mean, Zach Ertz is a very productive player when he's healthy. And, man, in the tight end, a lot of people were questioning why would we want a tight end. So, I mean, losing Hayden Hurst, you don't really realize how much Hayden Hurst impacted the offense until he was gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a quick guy with blazing speed, as we saw that Bills game last year. And he had those reliable hands. So, I think if we get, I mean, him and I mean, Andrews and Ertz, man, <laughs> that would have been brutal. Would've yeah, been brutal. It, you know, to line up that, you know, that 11 personnel where you have the two tight ends and, and we can run the ball. There's so many options there. And and they're just a mismatch. They're an absolute, you know, Mark Andrews is a mismatch. There's not anyone out there that can cover Zach Ertz. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not put up a lot of numbers this year, but shit, Philadelphia doesn't have anyone to throw it to. I mean, Travis Fulgham came out of nowhere, but hell, the guy was sitting on a couch two weeks before the season started. Right, exactly. Um, you know, so, you know, he's the only guy that's been productive there because, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard's been hurt and all the receivers have been hurt. So, uh, teams are obviously focusing on Zach and uh, not letting him. They know that's basically his only weapon. Mm. They're not going to let him have him. Um, so yeah, I I'm not opposed to that that move at all. It depends. Here's the thing though: is 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 Philly's kind of done with him. They don't want to lock him up. They they know they need to spend their money um, elsewhere. And and Zach Ertz's best years are probably behind him. Um, and, and they certainly are. Not probably. They are. Um, but he's still a top-end elite tight end right now, and they know their future is Dallas Goddard. Um, so let's get something for Zach Ertz uh, because we're not going to lock him up. We're not going to resign him. Uh, let's get something for him. So Baltimore's been pretty aggressive about that, and I don't know. If they can make something happen there and they can bring him in, uh, that that's going to take us back to where we were last year when we had Hayden Hurst in the offense. We can We can go back to that. Yeah, and Zach Gertz, he's he's been there before. I mean, he's made those big plays in the Super Bowl. He's been on the biggest stage of them all, and I don't. I, I just think it would have taken our offense to a whole other level had he stayed on the field and had it happened. I also think. I mean, Green Bay was up there too. So, if they can still pull that off, I'm not really sure what his injury situation is. I haven't looked. Like you said, I don't really know all the rules. High ankle sprain. It's just yeah. A, you know, and he's out three to four weeks, so it's it really really puts a damper on the trade deadline. But I'm sure that they can maneuver and finagle it any way they want to make a deal happen. Um, this this would be very, very interesting and yet could be somewhat realistic and, here. And I will say, I don't think we make this move. But I won't be shocked if the – I mean, the Eagles, man, I, I think they're done with him. Goddard was a top-10 tight end last year. And he's really just a really solid player when he's on the field. Had he not gotten hurt, he would still be being productive at this moment. He'd probably be doing better than Ertz. But I won't be shocked if EDC comes out of nowhere in the offseason because Ertz will be gone in the offseason. I, mm-hmm. I would agree oh, yeah. at that. And I, I won't be shocked if we make that move because he's a great player. Yeah, it, you know, if, if we ended up acquiring him you know, via trade, it's going to be just this season move. He's going to be a free agent. Um, and Baltimore's got uh, – they've got to spend their money in other places. But th- all of these moves we're making right now is to win this year. And then mm-hmm. uh, we'll kind of uh, cross that bridge when we get there this off season. Um So, yeah, I'm really excited to see where Zach Ertz – hell, he may not end up in Baltimore, but it sounds like he may end up somewhere before uh, this time next week. So, you know, we'll keep our eyes open on that. 
Uh, do you see any other offensive players that we could look at uh, picking up? Do you think that maybe we would be – you know, I, I was listening online today and, and, and listening to some other pod, podcasts, and especially SiriusXM, listening to NFL radio, and they were kind of talking about moves they'd like to see happen and and uh, what they what they might. And, and I had seen a Mark Ingram uh, trade to oh, to the to the Raiders like the Raiders maybe acquiring Mark Ingram from Baltimore I thought that was somewhat interesting I had seen um Gus Edwards to the Cardinals oh um, god you know, I I will say don't expect the Ravens to be sellers they're not going to be sellers because like we just mentioned this is a win now football team and I don't see them getting rid of any pieces especially like especially like a Mark Ingram like I can't. That'd be so detrimental to this football team to get rid of a Mark Ingram. But I will say, I had mentioned earlier a Will Fuller. He has a ten million dollar cap hit this year. He's having a career year, and there's multiple reports that the Texans are open to giving up at least one receiver, who whether that's Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller, even like a Kiki Cootie. I mean, we'll see. But um, I don't know. I, I think if we could get our hands on Will Fuller, he's another deep threat. He, he had drop issues early in his career, but he fixed those up and he can catch the ball. And he's I mean, obviously he's been in the postseason, so I mean I, I think that would be a good move if we could pull that off. And I mean the Texans are notorious for making these horrible trades, so I mean, if we could somehow fleece that, I'd love that. Um, Marvin Jones was nice, but I mean I seen he's been on the injury report these past couple of weeks, so I don't see that happening either. But I, I I'm really praying that we do make this move, and if we don't, man, I. I I'll, I'll buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see Will Fuller being traded. I have him projected to go to the Packers because Boykin. I just don't know if Boykin's ready to take that step. I yeah, know. you know, you know, Fuller Fuller is is a heck of a player. Um, he can get open. He definitely creates space. But uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just would hate to trade for him, and then you know, next game he jacks up his hamstring again because he's got those bad exactly. hands. But I could see him somewhere like Green Bay. We're doing a show uh, on the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show tomorrow night. You know, our whole kind of theme is is uh, trades we like to see happen, trades that we think will happen, and some that make the most sense. And and I have uh, I've got Will Fuller going to the Packers. You know, little preview. I like that. That's a hey, that's a good move. Little little preview but, for that show. But yeah, I, you know, some of those Ravens now. Now here here's one I heard that uh, that. This is this this trade came from like the the planet Mars or something, but this was on Sirius XM earlier, and um, it was actually on the Jeff Mann show as well, and they were kind of giving their top five you know trades they wanted to see happen, and uh, I can't remember who the guy was on there, but uh, his number one trade, he said, listen. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks have made all these moves. They've picked up Antonio Brown. They've got Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller and uh, Ty Johnson. they got all these wide receivers, but the one guy they're not using so much, they need to trade. Mike Evans? And he said, I want to see Mike Evans traded mm-hmm. to the Baltimore Ravens. I said, there's not a chance in hell that happens. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like, like you oh t- I feel like we're going gosh. back to Madden, dude, every single time we talk about these trades. Like, Man, the trade deadline always has my head spinning. I've seen Michael Thomas to the Ravens. I've seen Mike Evans. I've seen Chris Godwin. I man, I, I, it makes me want to lose my mind sometimes. But one trade I did want to talk about, and it was early in the week because I know Kyle Shanahan isn't a big fan of Dante Pettis. Yeah, he's a fast guy, but he's young and he has knee issues. And I am totally opposed. I do not want this at all. But I, I just seen it earlier in the week, and he's kind of one of those guys who, I mean, if EDC wanted to go get Dante Pettis, he could have Dante Pettis. But I just don't, I mean, I feel like it's just throwing another body at the position, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't do anything to help our team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got, you know, Devin Duvernay for that. Um, you know, I think we're completely fine. But Dante Pettis doesn't help us a damn bit. Uh, so, I, you he know, no, uh, no interest there, um, to be honest with you. And, uh you know, I mean, we could bring back your boy Seth Roberts. You know, so. oh, <laughs> I saw you tweet that out. What was it yesterday or the day before? Yes. And you're like, oh my gosh, don't do not don't. get an idea. Yeah, do not get an idea. <laughs> like, do not bring that guy back because if he steps on a field and drops another ball for us, man, I can't. And to be honest with you, before that pass, 
and I think everyone knows what pass I'm talking about in the playoff game. Ugh. He was pretty like, like he was all right. Like he, he was. I mean, he's a great blocker, um, and and he did catch some pretty big passes for us. But golly, the one we're gonna but, we're gonna remember is that damn that wide open right in his chest, you know, in stride against the he, Titans. Oh, and Dante Pettis is like a. It's he's not a Seth Roberts, but he gives me Seth. I can I can already see myself now in January seeing Dante Pettis drop a pass and me want to break my TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because yeah. Dante Pettis he doesn't have drop issues. I wouldn't say, but he has drop issues in clutch moments, and that's the worst type of player. That's like the opposite of what we're looking for right now. We do not. Yeah, need that. if we're having to throw the ball, then it's got to be a moment that needs to be fairly clutch. <laughs> idea so, and I yeah, and I yeah. think one thing I can trust EDC for I don't think he's gonna make a trade that like like a Dante Pettis like he's just he's not if he's gonna make a trade he's gonna make it worth his while and that's why I love the guy yeah yeah he knows what he's doing man he's playing uh he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers right now man I mean there's no uh there's no doubt about it so I don't know I guess I'm gonna call that I think something like a Mike Williams uh possibly happens I'd love to see Gallup but I just think we'd have to give up too much to get him and 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 EDC is just too – he's too accustomed right now from uh, of stealing players from other teams. Uh, so let's my, not mess yeah, with that. My pick, if, if we're a receiver, I, I do see us making one more move. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. My pick is a Will Fuller. That's my pick. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll have to uh, – you know, can't wait to revisit this. And, and, and man, I'm really, really kind of psyched to see what, the, what happens with Zach Ertz as well. So, well, let's move on to the defense. You see any uh, – you know, we got Yannick. We were super, super happy about this move. I mean, do you see any guys? I mean, we see Desmond King floating around out there. And, oh, man, that guy's a, you know, top five, top three slot corner in the oh. league. Is that? Man, if it, we it, can make that move. Because Desmond, Desmond King is one of my, like, he's another one of my, like, favorite younger guys in the league. I mean, I don't. His cap number is not huge. His cap number is two point two, and that's right where we're floating around. And I, there were rumors before the season that he wasn't really happy with his playing time, or I think it was like week one. He wasn't really happy with his playing time because I mean he's productive when he's on the field. So I mean, I value him at like a fourth or a fifth, maybe at most a third. I wouldn't go to a third, but like a fourth or a fifth. And I mean, like you said, he's a top three slot corner, arguably. So if you were to acquire him, and we're pretty thin at secondary right now. I mean, we only have, with this Averitt injury and then Tavon, obviously, we and only have Gilchrist, four. You know, we right. cut Marcus Gilchrist today. So, and that's what makes me think that there's something in the works. Because, I mean, when you're thin at a position, you don't just cut another guy's position, especially a guy that's stepping in and played pretty darn well for someone that just got pulled off the streets. And, I mean, that, that would be like the equivalent to dropping like Josh Bynes last year. Who just Absolutely. came in off the streets and played pretty darn well? Like Gilchrist didn't wow you, but he did his job. So that's what makes me think there's something in the works there. Yeah, but, but um, Gilchrist is more of a safety, right? Um, you know, so I don't know. It's I, just like I don't know what they're because they got rid of him for a reason because and because the corner's pretty thin right now because I mean you got Jimmy Marlin Marcus and then you got Khalil Dorsey. And then that's it. Like that's, I mean, unless you pull up a practice squad guy, but I. And we don't that, have, and we don't have any right. money. I mean, I mean, right? They've got to be working on a deal right now with, uh, you know, with Peters and restructuring his contract. Mm. And oh and, yeah, Peters you know, definitely the next guy. Um, so they can create more room here. But listen, this is all sexy and fun. I mean. Right now, Zach, we're bringing Zach Ertz in and, and Michael Gallup or Will Fuller or Mike Williams, and now we're talking Desmond King or, oh, gosh, now Stephon Gilmore is reported to be on the block. Oh, God. And, you know, you, you talk about all these guys. Listen, we don't have the money for that. We're not going to make all these moves. But um, um, I don't necessarily know if secondary – I mean, secondary, they're, it's a little thin – but it's not a major priority. Right. Our, it's, our not, two, it's not enough for a trade. Yeah, our two major priorities was pass rush and wide receiver. And um, I think we've solved one of those already. And we can't just count our whole offense on what Des Bryant's going to do. Uh, he can be kind of the you know backup plan. But I really, really like the idea of if we're going to go out there and get someone. I love the idea of getting Zach Ertz. 
um, being able to run that 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 kind or or someone like a Jacob Hollister out of Seattle. Yeah, I've seen that. I saw. Or Dan Fells. Yeah, you know, I've seen those 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 kind of names float around out there, Um, but um, I I really want to see us get a a wide receiver, but I want it to be a big guy. I want it to be, I want it to be, I, I want it to be Mike Williams. That's, That's exactly, what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't want it to be a guy. And I think we're both in agreement. I don't want it to be a guy. I don't want gonna, golden Tate. I, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want hey. Sterling. I don't want Sterling Shepard. I don't, I don't want, want Dante Pettis. I just don't want Dante Pettis. That's not yeah. who I want. I want Mike Williams. I want someone who's going to take my offense to the next level. That's what I want. That's what, especially for a young quarterback. Who's like you said, his best receiver is five nine, and then outside of that, you got Miles Boykin, who who's forgetting his routes mid game. Go get me somebody, please. Like someone that can take some of the pressure off of Hollywood as well, because 100%. Hollywood's getting double teamed right now, and and he's having a hard time, you know, breaking free, getting open, because no one's scared of the other side of the field. They're just watching Hollywood. They're watching uh, Mark Andrews, and that's it. That's all. So you know, Boykin's not scaring anyone. And uh, and so um, yeah, we need someone. We definitely need someone that can go out there and 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 you know catch those jump balls. Des Bryant five years ago was that guy, but uh, you know we'll see what we have here. You know I don't want to keep uh, talking about Des Bryant half of this right. damn show. So yeah, you know. So any other moves defensively, or do we want to talk about the? Uh, the upcoming Steelers game. Yeah, I, I didn't see any other moves. That was my only defensive move that I saw. So, I mean, it's time. Let's talk it's about time. It. All right, man. Well, let me ask you, what what do you hope to see this weekend? I mean, obviously we want to see our guys win and, and take over first place of the division. How are we going to beat Pittsburgh? What do you want to see? I want Lamar to come out, and I want him to throw the ball. Like I, we need to come out early, and we need to establish that that passing game. And or I mean, because Ingram, he's still coming off that ankle injury, so it's get pretty much. It seems like it's going to be a Dobbins Gus. And last time Gus played them, he played pretty darn well. For keep in mind, it was Week 17, so I mean, I mean, some people like to spin that as in maybe they weren't trying or whatever the case may be. But Gus was uh, successful last time he played him. But I think we need to come out, make them. I mean, the Steelers' weakness this year has been their pass defense. So I think you need to come out. You need to make them respect you. I mean, whether that's with it getting Duvernay involved or throwing deep to Hollywood Brown, just show them that you're not afraid of them and you're not afraid to throw at them. And then slowly mixing the run, and I think the rest will just work itself into place. But passing the ball is going to be crucial, especially considering they don't have Devin Bush across the middle. Like, Devin Bush, I don't think people realize how big that loss actually is because oh, it's huge, right? Because we played them week five, and I mean Devin Bush did a one of the best jobs playing Lamar did like last year, and who they got filling in for him? They got Spillane. I mean Spillane hasn't played. I mean he's not going to play him like Devin Bush did. So um, yeah, I think we need to air that ball out and attack that struggling deep pass defense, and then just mixing that run. See, I am going to politely disagree. Okay. And 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 I think that throwing the ball, coming out and, and trying to toss it all over the place plays into their strengths with Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. I think that is what what they're built for. Um is I'm talking about the, the Pittsburgh defense. Me, on the other hand, I want to see them run the ball. I want to see them run, 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 run it down their throats, keep that offense yeah. off the field. Because I will say this, I love our pass rush, I love our secondary, but we got to get to Ben. And if not, they've got a lot of weapons. I mean, Claypool has has emerged. Especially with a beat-up secondary. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, you've got Juju, you've got James Washington. They have the weapons at wide receiver. And, and that tends to frighten me a little bit. I'm concerned about that if we're not getting to to Big Ben. Um, So I want to try to neutralize that offense by keeping it off the field as much as we can and then beating the hell out of their defense by running it down their throat and just demoralizing them and, and just wearing them out and and now if we can't run and they're set up for you know they're stopping the run then then we 
we make adjustments, but this is a game that I don't want to see them come out and play like they did against Kansas City or or the Titans in the offseason where they're going to come out and just throw, throw, throw and get a little cute with it. I don't want to see that. I want to see them play Ravens football, smash mouth, Ravens versus Steelers. Um, That's what I want to see. To be honest with you, I I think I'm going to go back on my point, and I think I'm going to agree with you. I, I, I think you're right, but I think it needs to be a I think this well. I mean, now that Mark Ingram is pretty limited, I think this is, you need to run it on. Run it. Dobbins needs to have a big game. He's he's going to get more carries than he's accustomed to, and I think there's going to be those outside handoffs. And gut, it's going to be a big game for Gus Edwards. That's like you said, that smash mouth football. But Lamar, going back to the throwing, Lamar's going to have to probably hit like two to three big throws in this game, and he's going to have to hit them. Like this is going to be a tough game, and I mean, a lot of Ravens fans. I mean, you can talk your trash, but this game is going to be a war, and nothing short of that. Like this game is going to be a tough one, and I mean, it's both the, like pits. I can say this for both teams. Like it's going to be the toughest game of the season for both, and this is really going to test us. It, it is, really it is, and and I think we need to exploit them. I don't want to play into their strengths. So that's the reason why it's kind of. I don't want to throw the ball as as much as we. I want to try and avoid that as much as we can. I mean, we're going to have to throw this ball in this game. Don't get me wrong, right. but. Uh, we need to set it up, you know, set up the play action pass um, because I, I don't like their edge rushers. I mean, they're phenomenal. They might be the best combo in the league right now. Um, we might have something to say about that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but but I want to run the ball down their throat. Like you said, they're missing Devin Bush. Exploit that. They're missing that, that middle linebacker. Use Mark Andrews, you know, exploit that middle of the field with, with Bush being gone. You've got to kind of, uh, you know, make those adjustments. I just don't want to see him coming out there slinging the ball. You know, I don't want to see 40 passes. I don't want to see 37 Mm-mm, passes. No, no. Um, I want to see them just run the ball. I want, to, I, I want them to be somewhat predictable. I want to say, hey, guys, we're going to run it right there. Do what you can to stop us. I want to take, I just want to take the wind out of their sails. I want to just beat the hell out of them, wear them down, and they just like take away all of their pride and just beat them, just whoop them. That's what I want. And, and we're going to, and our defense, our secondary is going to have a, some kind of significant turnover. And I believe it comes via interception. I think Marcus, Ben I is going to yep. be under pressure and I can see a pick six in this game. I can see like a Marcus Peters just catching one and running it all the way yeah, back. See, and that's my prediction. I got a Marcus Peters interception in this game because I mean, Ben last week, he was getting tested with that ball. I mean, I mean, at the end of the game, he could have easily settled for three, but he threw the ball on triple coverage and a costly interception. So I think he throws one or two, but Lamar's going to have to have a big game. And what I will say, like Kalea said earlier in this week, thank you for the bye week. <laughs> like, I, I will say it does make me ten times more comfortable coming off this bye rather than playing them like we were. Cause, and I, another prediction of mine, I mean, I've been pretty critical of the team. Well, kind of. But I, I, I think we're going to see – a new and improved Ravens team. Like I, I don't think it's going to be total remodel because that's just unrealistic. But I think you're going to see a less sloppy. Like you're not going to see what was it, twelve penalties from the Eagles game. That's, you're not going to see that. Like it, it's going to be a much more clean game. Whether we come out on top or not, I, I think you're going to see a, a definitely a better version of this offense. And I think in this going into the second half of the season, like like it was in 2019, like we didn't come out playing crazy well, and then we started to pick up. And I mean, everyone remembers last year. And I think we're going to see something very similar, especially going into those lighter games and the lighter part of the schedule. Yeah, I could see that. So, with all that being said, you got any kind of a score prediction for this uh, for this weekend? I mean, man, I don't think it's going to be a field goal game like it was in Week Five. I mean, I got us winning. I got like a thirty-one to twenty-seven. I think we kneel this ball and I think we close it out. But yeah, I got I got a Ravens win. 31-27 Ravens. Okay. All right. I've got us. I'm 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 thinking 26 to 20. Okay. I'm thinking 26 to 20. We score a couple of touchdowns and like I don't know, three field goals. And I see them scoring a couple of touchdowns and maybe a I don't know, a couple of field goals. I you know, three I I think there will be several several field goals in this um this game. Oh yeah. And um, it's just a matter of who's going to 
I, mean, I think we gonna... both score two touchdowns, and then on top of that, I see us, what, I don't know, what does that give us, uh, three field goals uh, or something like that, you know, to get us a 26. Um, but, yeah, I could see it being something like that. It's going to be a one-possession game in my oh, opinion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's how these division games are. I mean, like the Steelers or the Ravens could be two and four. Like, I mean, we could be a, a train wreck of a football team, and these games will always be close. It doesn't matter what the record is. Like, we will always be, have a tight game. But what I, what I, going back to this, and I think this is my biggest thing in the game, really, that no Devin Bush. Like, for this matchup in particular, it, it's going to be big. And Spillane, he had a pretty big week last week, and I'm, that's why I'm kind of afraid to run the ball because that's going to be no easy task, especially because a guy like Spillane, he stepped in last week, and I mean, he was stuffing Derrick Henry. Like, it, it's going to be interesting. But I don't think anyone provides you a Baltimore Ravens rushing attack and I, I think we'll get the job done. I think we get yeah. out of there at home and pull this off. Yeah, I think that no Devin Bush is a is a big big thing here. And I think the uh, I'm really excited to see Yannick Ngakwe because you know he's going to want to make a splash and to have you know him coming off the edge opposite of Matt Judon um, with Calais Campbell there. I'm, I am very very excited to see what that uh, at what home happens there in front of four thousand strong the first game with fans <laughs> we can't. Wait. And I'm telling Fourth. you, I'm telling you, man, Yannick is going to get in on a play. He's going to oh, be yeah. right there in Ben's face. Ben's going to chuck one, and I'm telling you, Marcus Peters is going to pick it off and run it to the. He's going to run it back 4, to the house. Four thousand is going to sound like thirty thousand. I can't wait, man. We're <laughs> going to be electric. I got off work for this, this Sunday, man. It's going to be a great day. Can't yeah, I, I I'm going to have to lock myself in a room or something. <laughs> um, I don't want to be bothered. I, the kid, the, the, my daughter, I love her to pieces, but uh, uh, this is daddy's time now. I have, a, uh, I have a best friend, and he's a Steelers fan. And, man, he's like, yeah, let's get together for the game. Let's do something. I said, let's not no, do that because no. I might fight you. I might fight you. I might. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah, that's not happening. No, oh, not yeah, because I know, I know this one's going to be a nail-biter. I've watched too many Ravens Steelers in my life to know this game. Like, it's going to be a close one regardless. And I can't wait. Well, cool, man. Well, that's uh, I guess that does it for today's show. Um, just super, super psyched for what we've uh, the moves we've made, the moves that we may be making, and then we've got that Steelers game coming up this week, man. So much to be super, super excited about. So, everyone out there, uh, be sure to listen to uh, you know, look out for us next week. Uh, we'll be re- we'll be recapping the Steelers game and any other moves. Uh, that have been made. Um, so make sure you follow us at Back Row Ravens. Um, go, uh, you can follow me at Dynasty Pros Bob on Twitter. And same thing with Ramy here. You can find well, Ramy. What's your what's your hoodie, Ramy? It's simple as that. Go follow me. I'm, I'm always I'm always active, man. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. That always. is one thing that's true. <laughs> yeah, always, always active. So, with all that being said, I'm Bob. This is Ramy listening to the Back Row Ravens show and we are out.